Suave, I was playing Sade, cute little Sade. I was in the A with it, just a couple days with it. Bust a couple plays with it, bucket like Ace Boogie. Had to learn the hard way, but I'm still thankful. This is the All Things Sports Podcast, if you didn't know. Now you know. We are on the Skype call. So to my screen right, we got June. Ooh, I didn't know if I was left or right. I know, that's what I was trying to figure out. I was moving there like, oh, oh. To my right, and then to my left, for the intermediate future, we still have Baked Van Vliet. But for the long term and always, he will be Big Game James. I wish we I had. I, I wish we had applause. Brothers. We had some applause or some because I think we deserve it. <laughs> I suck at doing the applause. <laughs> oh, over the, I'm sorry, but over the Skype call, that just sounds pretty bad. <laughs> For real, that is, I know, right? It's like I'm going down a roller coaster or something. Yeah, it's like you literally like just like the static, and you just like falling down like an elevator you, shaft. You hear the wind it's, it's not, blowing. It's not, I don't think I'm on a cold winter night. I'm on the left or right? Oh, you got no attention. You have bad, bad attention skills. Because I'm just saying, I believe believe he made it precisely clear of what side we were. Right, right, right. Right, right right would be me. Julian's at the top and, like, Justin is at the bottom. So, you know. I feel that. But pause. You, you know, I, yes, <laughs> yes, big pause, big pause. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, we're like the Nets' new big three. We're still working it out. We're figuring out the kinks. You don't, know, don't forget because now we know what they look like with Kyrie or Dewey because we've seen one game, a small sample size. Well, but, who's everybody? Who, who's everybody? Who, who who's you? Who are you? You 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 Kyrie? You already know I'm Kyrie. I'm Kyrie. You know sure. if you know if Justin needs to step away for a few days, he gonna do it. He ain't gonna, <laughs> he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna take say a, shit. Take a mental day, you know. He ain't gonna yeah. say shit for personal reasons. And then and then and then you know now that you know shit is the way it is nowadays, we gotta just you know excuse it. That's Kyrie. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing. I'm Joe Harris. What the reason? No, you're not. <laughs> No, you're not. I don't think you shoot as good as Joe Harris. I, mean, I shoot better than Joe. Exactly. James Harden. <laughs> I mean, he's had bigger games than James Worthy. It's hard not to believe he doesn't so, shoot better than Joe. So, I mean, James is only fitting that your last name has been changed to Harden for the sake of the podcast. Oh, well, of course, you know. <laughs> you know, the you summary got to be... What did I say? No, 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 not you. Just Harden, James Harden name. You just got to pause on that. You're, you're, <laughs> you're big game, James Harden. I like that. That's if, a bitch. It, if it's smooth, if it's smooth, it's big game, James Harden. But yeah, but, like Justin said. I mean, yeah, it's looking like the Nets have potential. Obviously, that's nothing we didn't know, but. I feel like we left that game with more questions than answers. Granted, small sample size, first game. There's still a lot more games. There's over 60 more games. They're going to look different now <coughs> than they do a month from now, two months from now. So we don't want to put too much into it. But, Julian, you, you said you were watching the game. 
I had switched to the Heat game because, you know, priorities. But from what you saw, what did you think? I mean, it's evident, you know, that what we thought and what we saw could come from this is there. Um, and it's glaring when we talk about defense and, and this Nets team um, or lack thereof and depth, right? Those are the two the two biggest problems that a team like the Nets have because, you know, when they had to go and give a, a ransom for a guy like Harden, they're losing, you know, guys like Prince and, and, and Allen who, you know, it, it's not to say that you lose guys like that and, you know, you lose your chances of being a contender, but you definitely lose depth, which is very, you know, sought after in the NBA. I think the Miami Heat showed that last year with, with how they were able to incorporate everybody. And I think, obviously, coaching um, coaching and depth go hand in hand. Like, if you have one but not the other, it might not even matter. Uh, to credit Steve Nash, I think the Nets have done a pretty good job, and they've looked pretty fluid throughout the beginning of the season. So I don't want to say that, you know, Steve Nash can't handle uh, – he wouldn't be able to handle the depth. I think he'd be able to know how to manage that. But they don't have it right now. I know Sean Marks, as we mentioned on the last podcast, said that they're not done with this roster and the construction is still in the way. They want to make some more moves right. here. I don't know that they're going to do anything drastic to say, all right, now we have the defense we need. Now we have the depth we need. I don't know that there's any trade available for that to happen. However, let's not forget, you know, James Harden – Anthony, uh, Anthony Davis, excuse me, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are three of, if not, you know, one, two, and three as far as scoring in the league. Um, and, and not leading the league in scoring, but getting those points and, and able to able to get those buckets. So when you look at it in the long run, you know, they're going to have to make a couple more moves, which they will. And, and you know, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be a top three seed, in my opinion. You know, I, I see all that. But we know that the game slows down in the playoffs. And we know that it, it really comes down to depth uh, and, and crunch time defense and shot-making ability. They have the shot-making ability, and they have a ton of it. I don't know that that puts them over the hump, over these teams. Uh, in the East they might be able to survive. And I'm going big picture. Obviously, this is, you know, we seen one game of the big three. Like, we're not we're not going to mm-hmm. overreact here. I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is, from what I saw and from what we saw prior to Kyrie's return, um, you know what Kyrie brings to this team and, and what he brings to the table as a player. So we didn't necessarily need to see them play together. However, it gave us, you know, an idea of what's to come. The chemistry thing is not the issue with this team. I think that KD, Kyrie, and Harden all understand, you know, the level of of play they bring, and they all understand, you know, that they're each alphas and and they all want to be the guy. However, it looks like it's a smooth transition thing because they all want to be there together, right? It's not. There's nothing forced about this, so that's the good part. But can they outscore their opponent every night? Can they get the clutch stops? Right. And and can they, you know, have the legs at the end of the year to be able to sustain? <laughs> James messing with his dreads over there. Uh, I know, y'all. I'm looking like I got an antenna on my head. You know, be able to sustain defense. And I think it's if they if they come out the East, which we spoke about it, they could be the favorites. I don't know that they are. If they come out the East, 
Are they going to have enough to beat a team like the Lakers in the West who have elite defense, depth, and, yeah. score, and you know, perennial all-stars? I mean, they got everything. Let's be real. They, just, they have everything. Uh, James, what do what you, what you think of the new look uh, in Brooklyn? Um, it's kind of interesting. Like you said, it's only like uh, one game so far with them there. But from that small sample size, um, they got to get better for one that's like playing with each other it did look completely awkward with um like i wasn't all right if i had to make a prediction i would not expect Kyrie Irvin to take that much shots you feel me like he had a whole mm-hmm. lot of shots like i would expect i w- i'm just not expecting Kyrie to be more of the scorer here because like it seems like he was taking like more shots Harden didn't i think Harden had like a soup like not his usual amount like i think he had like yeah i think like, he took like, i think 14. he took 14 yeah yeah, he yeah took 14. i was just gonna say he had like 14 so i was just i'm kind of thinking like all right if you guys it's kind of hard to say like all right if y'all lost with that happening like who's gonna be the guy to take this like take a step back and i think the team will be a lot more better uh, wait if, wait wait i'm not gonna let right. you ride with that please fix that a lot what? a lot more better that was bad yeah i was you oh, gonna I, choose I, a lot I, I, a lot more better. Oh, I got you. It's just double. <laughs> it's just more being He's double. He's having That's trouble, it. guys. Sorry. <laughs> a level, a, a lot and more, just double. <laughs> a lot and more, double, man. I'm sorry for confusing you. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, man. Um, yeah, I think I think Kyrie should really play more of a facilitator role. And I feel like that's going to be really the challenge. Because it's like, all right, like, when has Kyrie, like, been more so of that like how is this team gonna look if Kyrie has to sacrifice his points for uh stills like I feel like Kyrie and James Harden are doing like opposite like I feel like Kyrie should be doing what James Harden is doing and James Harden should be doing what Kyrie is doing James Harden assists is like out of this world from like game one he's in like 14 assists 12 assists I feel like that should be like more so on Kyrie like my whole thing I just think you should like really play the facilitator role a lot more and to be real, I think I think it's gonna be more of a challenge for Steve Nash now that now that they sacrificed a lot of their depth. Right. So mm-hmm. I think we'll I think we'll see if Steve Nash is really like the guy for this job now. It was a lot easier back then yeah. where you like really didn't have to figure that shit out. You just had Kyrie mm-hmm. and KD. I- if you have Kyrie, KD, and Harden. And you guys aren't like really winning games like that, then it's just like, all right, let's. I think that you bring up a good point. Yeah, like is Steve Nash the guy for the job? And to me, I don't want to. I don't want to think that the Nets would disrespect Steve Nash in the same manner. However, I think that Sean Marks understands a hundred percent what comes with being the sought-after team being the team with three perennial all-stars. And David Blatt took the Cavs to the finals versus the Warriors in 2015. Kyrie Irving blows his knee in game one. Kevin Love gets hurt by Kelly Olynyk in the playoffs in the, in the series before. And they lose to Curry. And David Blatt's gone after one year. And they hire a guy in uh, Tyron Lue. Which, all in all, yes, it was the right move. It wasn't, you know, the disrespectful thing. However... You know, you could look at it like, damn, I think David Black could have taken that team back to the finals and still had a chance with a healthy team to win. 
But that's the nature of the business. Now, back to the Nets. If Steve Nash, you know, shows that this is a lot on his plate, you know, the rotations aren't really there, he doesn't really understand how to, uh, you know, demand in this alpha-centered room, yeah, I think he's, his seat is, is gone as fast as he got it, right? He's going to have to have a conversation with one of those players. He's going to have to have a conversation just to let him know, like, yo, something has to give. I, t- like, I think you got to go through, <laughs> I think you gotta go through KD and Harden to get the message to Kyrie. I don't know if he wants to go personally sit down with Kyrie because he's probably going to take it all personal and, and that's could, no, that could be should. a thing. No, I, I, it, I would it be should. would it like be he, the right thing to do? Yes, but I don't know if Kyrie yeah. Irving is the type of player that you want to like hurt his feelings per se. Mm, no, honestly, like they've it's been like kind of the media has kind of hyped it up. Right, and it's like not, they're not really that cool. In my opinion, I would say go to Kyrie. Like start that shit like right now. Like start <laughs> it right now. So if that shit doesn't work out, I don't want to say this. But if it doesn't work out and it doesn't seem to work out, move his ass. That's true. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Move him if that shit don't work. Because it's nah. just like, if you're talking to No, nah, I think there's more to it than that. I think, so, based off, so I only seen, like I said, I think I seen probably the first quarter. They started off 10 for 10 out the gate just shooting. And then slowly but surely Cleveland started fighting back, fighting back. And then before you knew it, Cleveland went on a 12-0 run. So, and then I know I've seen some highlights, obviously. Uh, obviously, the, the defense is the first big, probably glaring problem. And that, that's probably the thing I take away most from the game, as long as, you know, what Julian was saying about the depth. I think when it comes to the depth, you – and also to your point of saying that Sean Mark said it isn't over yet, I think they definitely need – another rim protector I, giving away Jared Allen was a huge loss for them because without Deandre Jordan, they then I've seen that they had KD at the five. Now there are, there are going to be times where you want to do that, but when you have such outside perimeter skill, not even just shooting, but just skilled players who can go get their own shot. And with your lack of defense, you definitely would like to have at least some reassurance at the rim. So when DeAndre Jordan goes out, you know, they had the luxury of Jared Allen. Now it's KD, which is obviously if KD is playing the quote-unquote center role, that's going to leave, you know, a problem there. You know, I mean, you're not going to want him to go up against Joel Embiid. It's just, it's just you don't want that matchup. It's not going to be advantageous for you. So I think – Not to cut you off. Sorry, real quick. I, I think we got to start talking about that Joel Embiid uh, MVP conversation. That's just for another day, though. Go ahead. Uh, what I was gonna say though, um, that may yes, be a way to balance. That may that may be a way to balance it out though. Like, what if you tell KD like to like, yo, play more of the five? You can probably get more of a balance with Kyrie and Harden running that shit while KD is playing more so on the big man role. Not saying like, yo, we want you on the right. big man role like twenty four seven. It's just like, yo, if shit's not working out like early in the game, like with KD, like let's try to run to the big man. So I think. Yes, that's a good point. But right now, and we, if you follow us on Instagram, you can go follow us now if you don't, at ATSPod official, uh, and on Twitter at ATSPod. If you check out the post that we had, 
it mentions that Kevin, this might be the best Kevin Durant we've seen, right? And mm-hmm. I don't know that you want to change, you know, anything that KD's doing specifically. I think that everybody needs to change around KD. That's another, I mean, he he's another MVP well, candidate himself. He yeah. did it. He did it with Golden State, though. Like, he played the big man role with Golden State. No, no, out. right, right. And it's it's not to say that KD at the big man role won't work. But if but what they also we're, had better defensive pieces. That too. That way, way better defensive pieces. And to, to, to say that, like, from what KD is doing this year, at the rate of efficiency he's doing it, and, at, like, mm-hmm. it's, it looks easy. It's looking really easy. And, you know, coming off of an Achilles, we were looking at it, and obviously the world is looking at it like, is he even going to have the explosiveness? Is he going to – there's no question that Kevin Durant has come back better from this AC, oh, yeah, from this Achilles. So to, ch- to, to see what he's doing so far and to think that we might have to change his role, I think that, all right, right now, guys, fall in line. And we got to play around this guy right now. Because Kevin Durant is the guy on that team that's going to take them to the finals and win them the finals. As much as we love Kevin Durant, as much as we love Kyrie Irving, deservedly so because they are great top players in the league, it's Kevin Durant that's going to make or break this whole thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I also think it's – I also think it's – so I think that they should – Think about trading Joe Harris because one, you've now you oh, have KD's Joe. contract, you have you have KD's contract, you've now taken on James Harden's contract, and you have Kyrie's contract <laughs> now, and and you have Joe Harris coming off your bench. He's coming off the bench, and he just got a four year what four year seventy five million dollar contract, and you got him coming off the bench. I don't know if you want to pay a six man that much money, especially with all the other glaring problems fair, you have at defense. Fair, you give, fair. Granted, it was two. Granted, it was two double overtimes, but you gave up 147 to the 29th out of 30 teams, 29th ranked offense. Now, granted, Colin Sexton had him an amazing night, but still, that's no, a lot of fair points. point. I mean, it so, is a lot of money for a six man, you know, and. He's not the James Harden six man of 2012. He's Joe Harris. He's got the three-point shot. He's a three-point contest champion. I respect it. But when you have the glaring defensive depth needs that you have, I think you can sacrifice a piece like him and feel, you know, okay no, about it. It's a luxury at this point. Right. You know who they need to trade, though? But they can't? Spencer Dinwiddie. That's the problem right there. Right. No, being injured, no, no. Spencer like... Dinwiddie is going to be their clutch six man when he comes back. To have a guy, because right now, so right now you have James Harden and Kyrie as your ball handlers, but you have them starting. Now, when you get Spencer back, I think Spencer can kind of be like what we've seen, like a, you know, like an Andre Iguodala type role or maybe like a Sean Livingston role to the Nets. I think he's going to work really well, especially because they're going to have confidence in him leading that second unit and they can know because all, and then another problem I saw, like granted, I know it was a double overtime game, but, and KD does look a hundred percent, but you still don't have KD play 50 minutes coming off an Achilles. I don't know, care how great yeah. he looks. It's too early in the season. I haven't played 50 minutes. Yeah. I think Spencer Dinwiddie is actually a starter. Like I think teams will trade a lot for Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, like, I think, like, teams will trade so no, much that they can, can probably on, He can start on a lot of teams. I agree. I think, yo, I think, like, a, you can find a desperate team out there. 
that that'll trade no, a lot no, of depth players. No, for, uh, I don't think Spencer but, but, but Joe Harris trade. is where all the money's tied up. Right, and that's the problem. I don't think Spencer Dinwiddie is hard to trade, mm. but it's like you know when you got seventy million dollars invested in a shooter, you know Spencer Dinwiddie can play some defense and he can do a lot of things offensively. When you have a one-dimensional player who's getting that check, you know it's a nice check. It's a it's a fair check for the Nets on a regular basis. But when you already got who the fuck gave him all that money? No, no, Jesus no, no. Christ. This is the NBA. This is the NBA. That's fair. You know, you got a shooter. You know, Duncan Robinson's gonna command a check uh, north of that oh, range. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it and shooting, what the NBA sh- is now. Shooting is a skill, but but yes. defense is just as important. And when you have perimeter players, perimeter all stars who can all shoot the three, that's the thing about the Nets. Their three stars. Chris Bosh, LeBron, and Wade, and then what's another big three? Kyrie, Kevin Love, and LeBron. You don't have three guys who can shoot the three at 40%. This team has guys who can shoot the three at 40%, who finishes at the rim above 85%, you know, if if I'm thinking about it, shoots free throws above 85%. Like, they they got it. Their own shot. And then when you look at Kyrie Irving, you're gonna. You're, I personally respect his defense. I don't think you know he's gonna get bullied by any guard. Kevin Durant at mm-hmm. seven feet. James, if you want to go ahead and remake that face, I think Kevin Durant can bring elite defense to your table. And also, James Harden. You know, <laughs> there you go. I'm not necessarily gonna go in. Trying to get better defensively every year as well. And and he's confident. He's a confident defender who's who's smart and knows, you know, understanding of the game and, and IQ on defense, I'll give mm-hmm. to James Harden. He might not have the fundamentals. Yeah, and like we said. Yeah, for sure. And like we said, you know, this is this is the first game, so we don't want to put too much into it, but right. there are some things that, you know, obviously we all see. Um, but on the other side, Let's talk about the, the team that they played. Colin Sexton went off for 42. I think he went 5 for 11 from 3. Had a great night. So, I mean, Colin, Colin's looking good this year. Maybe. Wait, hold on. I mean, it's the East. Did, did, it's wait, the East. So, did you the see, Cavs can make the playoffs. Maybe. It's the East. Did you see that uh, that graphics that uh, Clutch Point put up? And it was like Sex Ed. <laughs> yeah, he schooled them boys. That was nasty. Pause on all of that. Man. That was nasty. Nah, look. Yeah, man, that's mm. <laughs> shout out to uh, then you got the other side. Uh-huh. Shout out, no, nah, shout out to uh, Dave Dufour. He's an NBA follow, an NBA Twitter follow. I got. Um, he said, "I want to hire the dudes who work for graphics at Clutch Points." That was who did the the graphic for that sex ad. Them boys is working, man. Them boys be putting up some crazy graphics. I mean, Colin is balling this year, though. Like his average is crazy. Like he's balling, balling. Like on some yeah. type shit. <laughs> Yo, there's I was thinking about it just real quick. There's a lot of just right now, there's a lot of candidates for MVP. I could see a lot of you got a lot of MVP candidates, you got a lot of um, most improved candidates. So basketball's looking good. And like I said, we it's, we're still early in the year. But we also we're gonna see got a lot of uh, the other side of we see a lot of what? You're gonna see a lot of all star. Like, I feel like we're going to see a lot of new All-Stars this year. Because, like, players are balling. I think like, so, too. Capella, 26-27. I think it was something like that. 27-26. Something like that. Like, yo, what the fuck? 
Like that's crazy. Right, twenty seven right. points, rebounds, like twenty like yo, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean it's well, time for him to step up and we do all, that. We all know the all star on that team. It's time to step up for him to do that, you know, on a on a consistent level. He's the tight he's he's got the skill, he's got the size, and you know, I don't see why Clint Capella can't go out there and average, you know, thirteen, twelve rebounds a game. What the hell else the are you there doing? In the patch. Bro, Trey Young is shooting. Yeah, the ball. He, he should be 15 15. He should be 15 15, in my opinion, anyway. But when you're, but when you're, a, when you're a lengthy center like that, or especially if you want to be considered like a top five center, you got to be up in between. Like, you got to be giving me between 15 and 12 boards easily, like night in, night out. But that's just me. No, yeah, that's facts. But then, like I said, that's facts. Yeah, yeah, that's just me. But then you got the other side of the sport, unfortunately. That you know, Kevin Porter Jr. He uh, he wasn't too happy when the Cavs decided to move his locker, or more accurately, give his locker away to Torian Prince, who they just received in a, pra- uh, in a trade along with Jared Allen. I, I mean, it, come on, come on. I don't, I don't commend Kevin Porter for doing what he did and having the tirade. Hold up, he hold, did. Up, hold up, go ahead. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's step it. Let's actually acknowledge what he did. Go ahead. Through food. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Why does this always happen in Cleveland? Yeah, that's Why true. Why does this always happen in Cleveland? Everybody's throwing soup. Like, I need, I need to know what he threw. Oh, Hear yeah, me out. JR. Hear me out. Hear me out. For those who have been listening since the J.R. Smith episode titled... Uh, Way before my time. Yeah, this was before Big Game James <laughs> yeah. joined us. You know, shout out to y'all, and y'all are here for the time that James is with us now, where Cavs are still throwing food. Um, no, 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 no. Let's take a step back. Crazy how time changed. How disrespectful, <laughs> let's be real, how disrespectful is it that not only did the Cavs trade for a player and gave him your locker, no, 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 Torian Prince was the player. They didn't trade for James Harden, bro. Cause ain't no food getting uh, thrown. Ain't no food getting thrown if James Harden took his locker. I'm gonna tell you that right now, bro. If I pull well, up to the locker room, I know Kevin Porter's situation is a little difficult because right now he's trying to turn himself around and and you know find his find his maturity and you know I know he got arrested for drugs and or not drugs, excuse me, weed and a gun or so. But fam. You see Torian Prince at your locker, and then you go to check him like, yo, what's good? I know you knew, fam. And then he's like, fam, you ain't peeped the name tag? <laughs> like, come on, bro. How disrespectful is that? I might be, I might be uh, throwing a sandwich too, dog. I'm going to play, yo. I'm going to play devil's advocate right now, yo. He's been in mad trouble, like, all year. Like, I don't blame the Cavs. Like, they probably, like, they probably been was trying to work out a trade. Besides him being in trouble with the police, <laughs> he also had an incident That's where him and his, like, I think him and his sister kind of, like, got into an altercation mm-hmm. with, like, another girl, and, like, he put his hands on the girl. Like, he hasn't been with the team all year. It's like, yo, bro, if you're not going to be professional, why are we treating you like a professional? Like, you really, like, you're thinking about disrespect. Think about, like, how you how we feel. We drafted you mm-hmm. high as hell. And you can't even like stay out of trouble. Okay. Of course, I'm I mean he was, first, he was a first round pick. He was a late first round pick. I believe they traded back into the first round 
to get him. And it's funny that we're talking about Kevin Porter Jr. Because I remember me and June draft night watching, talking about hope, talking about we could get Kevin Porter Jr. Ended up taking Tyler Hero. You know how that worked out. But I mean, well, the situation with the police for him, what it was, uh, he got into a car accident in his Mercedes and they had found marijuana and they had found uh, a gun in the car. But they, after doing an investigation, they ended up um, believing, basically he said that he didn't know that it was in there. They found evidence to believe that he was telling the truth, that he didn't know the gun was in the car. And they just, you know, they dismissed the um Like Antonio Callaway? Yeah, so he basically, you know, he, he got, he, he got, I don't want to say he got let up, but he was innocent of, you know, it was, it was just, he just got into an accident, you know, and then other circumstances, but he wasn't at fault for anything. Um, I, I don't know if you guys seen, I seen the, the clip of David Fisdale on the jump talking about it. He says that he, you know, knows where he comes from and knows that he grows up in an area that's, you know, it's not too, it's not too friendly over there. And, you know, respect is, you know, a big thing and, so, I mean, not to say obviously not to excuse him for what he did, but yeah. I hope that you know, he can. I hope he can go to the right team because I've still obviously he's still he just got he's this is what his second year, right? I mean, he's, bro, he's, he's like 20, 20 21 year. years so, old. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's twenty, he's twenty years old. So he's still. I'll got tell you this. I'll tell you this. Whoever we, we, we've seen other dudes do worse. Whoever you know, goes out on like, that limb get second chances. Whoever goes out on that limb and takes the chance on a Kevin Porter and and you know puts their trust in him, it's it's either you're going to be really disappointed, or I feel like you can you can go out and and you can develop this guy into a really good NBA player. I think that he has a lot of skill. He can shoot the ball. I agree. He can he can cross, he can um, dribble. He can make plays. He just has to gain a, a um you know a, a more maturity in life. And on the basketball court, mm-hmm. you know, he plays immature on yeah, the court. Be more professional. Um, yeah, and and he'll grow into his role if he wants to, and if he's willing. And I think a, not to say that the Heat would go after him or anything, but an organization like the Heat, you know, care mm-hmm. about the player, have great player development, great relationship, and and you know, great locker room, great locker room. There's there's zero tolerance. That type of deal. You know what I mean? Um, I think he could find success. Now, if he goes to an organization that's just going out there trying to get the next player and doesn't really care for his future and isn't going to be patient with him, I, yes, I yeah, agree. we could see a you know Kevin Porter Jr. bust and a five-year you know bench player. But I don't think I think that he can you know I think that he can find his way. I think that he'll grow up. It's crazy to see you know Tyler Hero and Kevin Porter Jr. being the same age and you know one of them handling themselves the way they did played in his first finals, you know, wasn't even legally able to drink, and you got the other one. Not to, like, compare lifestyles, because obviously, you know, what you said, they come from different places, and and that's all mm-hmm. part of it. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's not an excuse to, to you know, to, to say, you know, look where you're at, bro. You're in the NBA, and you're 20 years old. At the end of the day, you're not where you are from. You're in a different place now, right? right? And you didn't get sent to the hood of Cleveland. You're living like you're on the calves, bro. Like let's let's be real. So it's really on you, and and there's nowhere to point fingers. If Kevin Porter wants to be a, a good NBA player and he wants to get this thing back right, I think he has the ability to do so. Yeah, I agree. I mean, to be to be real, he probably um 
Yeah, I keep saying, I understand y'all keep saying, like, where he's from, but I feel like, all right, if you're from a bad neighborhood, that should give you all the reason in the world to do the right thing. Right. And second, I think he needs a mentor. Like, who's in Cleveland going to mentor him? Andre, we know Andre Drummond is immature. We've seen it in the past. Kevin Love is the only guy, you know? Kevin Love's got to be that guy. And, I mean, no, here's the thing, though. It's it's over. Like, he needs a mentor where he gets traded. You know, yeah, like where he, he gets traded. He needs to get traded to like, like you said, like you said, Julian. He needs to get traded to um, the association that actually cares. Yeah. And plus, you know, if KCP was on house arrest, the sky's the limit. Stop. I can come back. Stop. And you know, goddamn well, <laughs> you know, goddamn well, yeah. Kevin Love does not care to be in Cleveland anymore, <laughs> and he don't want to waste his time mentoring young adults. Yeah, it's like, yeah, That's why am I mentor? I'm trying to get traded at, at the deadline. <laughs> I'm not what trying I'm to do a good for? job here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's 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 waiting it out. He's holding. It I'm down. just here so I won't get fined, right? But I mean, you know, he I, I'm rooting for him. I hope he gets like you know he gets right. I hate to see a black man blow his chance, so I hope he do his thing to be real, and I hope I'm, he does find. I'll mentor. just say, I'll just say, I'm glad that this is a sports podcast and it's not a comedy podcast. That's all I'm gonna say right there. Bro, what type of food he threw? <laughs> I just want to know what type uh, of food he threw. Well, if you follow us shit. on Twitter and on Instagram next week, stay tuned. You'll find out what type of food it was that hit. <laughs> it was probably something bad, probably like greens or something like that. If he threw, oh my gosh, if he threw soup, I am not. I am dying laughing. <laughs> I, I I I believe by within the next couple of days, there's definitely going to be one person that's going to be dying to find out, and somehow, somewhere, like said, on Twitter, on on Twitter, nonetheless, James James will I'm find it. God. James will find it later. I'm gonna so Google stay, what stay, stay, stay tuned, stay tuned to Twitter. <laughs> I'm gonna try to figure out, but, yo, what kind of food he threw. Like we said, I mean, ugh. all right. If I had to guess, I'm gonna guess this real quick. Maybe it was a sandwich. I'm, I'm going to say a sandwich. Before it comes out, I'm going to say a sandwich. I can anybody, see a sandwich. It depends, on, it depends on what day, I mean, what time he threw it. Like, if he threw it, like, if it's a oh, night game, then he's going, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 I'm about to do some investigation on it. If he threw it at nighttime, then it has to be, like, a dinner. Like, it has there's, to be dinner food. There's so definitely, he's something hot. There's definitely different levels of disrespect to, to the different types of food you can throw at somebody soup hot soup that's like we gotta fight you try to kill me yeah yeah you try yeah you, <laughs> you just tried to kill me, me. Third, that's third degree burn you threw me. a sandwich at me bro like sandwich bread sandwich that should hit me in the face bro that's like a slap in the face dog like you yeah, threw, it's like especially if it's got like mayonnaise and mustard you and feel me you threw, you threw oh you threw, my god yeah. i got it all on my jersey oh uh, i think i traded to y'all if you uh, don't imagine man. okay imagine this real quick imagine like you gotta be the dude to just like peel a tomato slice <laughs> off your face nah man. and now you got 14 other grown men looking at you like nigga what you about to do yeah, you just gonna let him. Yeah, you just gonna let him throw that sub at you like that. Nah, he was like, he was like, he was like, he was like, nah, fam, you lucky it wasn't spaghetti and pasta sauce, dog. You lucky it wasn't no meatball sauce, bro. Like if he would have do if he would have do spaghetti, bro. I would have probably faded him for tar and bread. How bro. dare you waste that bowl of spaghetti? Ah. <laughs> Hopefully, ah. we would have we would have jumped Kevin. The, the only the only way we wouldn't have jumped him if it was wheat spaghetti, bro. 
Justin's preference. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame you for throwing it at that point. Spaghetti what and wheat balls. <laughs> so, so what we're not gonna do is come at my healthy habits, but what we are gonna do is transition to <laughs> okay, the wait, NFL. Okay, wait, hold on. No, no, no. Where... I'm gonna ruin your transition oh, right now because it's oh, not a see? healthy. Nope. And it was good. And I credit, I credit, I credit the transition, but. We're not going to substitute the phrase healthy habits for who the fuck eats wheat pasta, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. For the record, for the record, for the record, it's veggie spaghetti now. Oh, my God. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. We have some NFL news. You already know. You know who else is? Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers be with the daggummits and the. Who's your McCallits and the Wicked <laughs> and all that that we're all going to miss? Darn it. 17, played 17 long years with some with the San Diego, then Los Angeles Chargers, and then one year reunited. It felt so good until that loss against the Buffalo Bills. But we're not going to talk about it. That reunited feeling with Frank Wright. And I think. He's had a hell of a career. Now, granted, he didn't make a Super Bowl, and I believe he only played in one AFC Championship game against Brady. We've all been there. On a torn ACL. On a torn ACL. Nonetheless. Motherfuckers don't give it enough credit. And I I gain a lot more respect for Phillip Rivers now that, you know, I experienced Phillip Rivers as my quarterback and, and, you know, QB1 on my team. (laughs) Yes, please. I'm curious to know what it's like to have Phillip Rivers as your quarterback. So here's the thing. It's interesting. It got to be fun. Nah, it's so fun. It's so interesting. And I'll say this. My favorite (laughs) moment this year Watching Phillip Rivers was when rookie running back Jonathan Taylor turns the the corner. He gets to the edge and outruns Roquan Smith for the Bears. And right after that play, CBS catches on the broadcast Phillip Rivers I pointing at the middle linebacker and said, "Boy, two eight turned the corner on you." And, and and he was oh, looking yeah, at him like watching that. he was looking at him like yo did he just say that he was like yo he turned a corner on you boy like and then proceeded to turn to the ref and call the timeout straight up straight up and it was it was beautiful but to to go back to your question I mean Philip Rivers is one of these anomalies of a of a being of a being not quarterback you know he's a great quarterback he's an all time great quarterback however. Anomaly of a person as far as, I mean, this guy is a man of integrity. He's a man of faith. He's a, a father of like 11, you know. So there's so many Nine. interesting aspects to 11, him. 11,000. In that aspect. But then on the football field and as a teammate, this guy is the ultimate competitor. He never missed a start in his career. Like, that's that's some straight. shit that you will not see going forward in the NFL. Like, we will never see another quarterback in the league never miss a start. And I'm saying that like I truly feel that. Now... The true iron, man. Like, bro, he had a torn ACL and played a game. Like, I put all my respect in that. Now, this year, what he did with the Colts and leading us to one of, you know, a a top half of the NFL's offense, um, he had the... He had... 4,100 passing yards in his final season of the NFL. 
and he only threw nine interceptions. Sounds like you're saying he's a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of now, Famer. Now, is he first ballot? How, how about son? Oh, okay. All right. No, all right. That's what for we're sure. For sure. <laughs> he's going to have to wait his turn. It's going to be, you know, a couple ballots. And, and yeah, he's going to be a second ballot. I don't even know that he gets second. That he never even played in the Super Bowl. I don't even know that he gets second. I mean, just there's a lot of arguments that can be made against him, you know, playoff playoff career, uh, you know, big game success, Super Bowl, you know. But That's fair. at the end That's of the fair. day, if you look at top passing yards, leader in all-time touchdowns, leader in all-time, you know, games played and started, things like that, like he's at the top of those mm-hmm. lists or top five yeah, at he's least. Fifth. He's fifth in career passing touchdowns, 421, yeah. 421 passing touchdowns, but it has – he also has 209 interceptions. Fair so. enough. Now, you know, you got to credit that. You got to credit that to Philip Rivers always played the game going he he never cared about what the box score was going to look at after look like after the game as long as his team won. won. And he always wanted to make sure that he gave his wide receivers the opportunity to make a play. There's quarterbacks out there with not as many interceptions and they weren't as willing to to make to let their wide receivers go up and make a play. And Aaron Rodgers is not there because Aaron Rodgers is that great of a quarterback, and we're not going to compare the two. But there's another uh, few quarterbacks that are all-time greats that have withheld that ball from their receivers and, and ability to make plays because of you know the threat of the interception ratio. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, like you said in that in that one uh, <coughs> post game press conference, he doesn't care about throwing an interception on fourth and eighteen, just because he wants to win. He don't care throwing an interception. He doesn't care what happens. He's in a the best chance he has to win. He's gonna do it, whatever it takes, no matter the outcome. He's gonna do it, and you, and you gotta respect that. You gotta respect the competitive in him and the trash talking, and he's always gonna be known for that weird sidearm throw that was always money. That I won't miss. Um, yeah, and it, it's and it's super unfortunate when you think about it that he never even got to play in the Super Bowl, especially when you think about you know drafting the same draft class as Ben Roethlisberger and uh, Eli Manning. So yeah, I agree. I, I I believe he inevitably will get in the Hall of Famer. I think second, but I could also see third. You know, it depends on when that time comes around. We'll see. But another quarterback news: we got a uh, Deshaun Watson. Alert. Wow. He very much looks to be done in Houston. Dolphins fans now, catching boners all across Broward County. Now, <laughs> let me just say that. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. Can I'm, I can I'm I cool to real quick, real quick, because this is Go this ahead. is big. Like what you're saying, you know, just the sound watching thing is big. Uh however, we got breaking news. Cavs traded Kevin Porter. So as we just finished all that up, he's going to the Rockets. What for real? And I and I like that move for Houston. I like that 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 move for Houston because they had breaking news. Yeah, right. Um, The table shaking. Future second round pick for Kevin Porter. Now, if you ask me, that's a steal, and especially for a team like Houston who's kind of rebuilding their identity, finding what fits, what yeah. doesn't, who's staying, who's not. And I think that that's a great I, I'm going to go out on the limb. I'm going to go out on the limb. I think Steven Salas is going to be the next, like, great young upcoming coach. Okay. How long is that limb? 
I'm, I, I'm just mad. I'm just mad it didn't come to I mean, injury for yet. Like, what the fuck? Put it this way, I think I think they made the playoffs. I think they made the playoffs. I think Who, the Rockets. Yeah, I think they find a way. Yeah, I think the yeah I think the Rockets are gonna be the sleeper of the West. Like, hey, honestly. man, I don't like, know, yo. dog. Sleeper might be a little strong for me. I don't know. But... I don't know that they make the playoffs. I think that's a little. A little stretchy. No, now, now, do, do are you saying this in regards to Victor Oladipo staying with the team or or moving on? Because I don't think he stays Wait. with the team. Wait, you mean, I'm, yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm saying this on the precipice of yes, he can play, at least plays this whole season. Okay, this season he okay. plays this season with the team. I don't think he stays yes. this season. Wait, but you yeah, don't I'm think Victor Oladipo stays the whole season? No, I think I think that he expresses to the Rockets before the All Star break that this isn't his true desire, and and they they find they find a they find a moving piece. That's me, you know. That's um, me. I don't see that. If I'm, I, if I, I'm I, the Rockets, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll with it. I mean, it's Victor Oladipo. It's a great player. You know, we're not. You're not gonna James him, Harden us see, too. I don't see him going to another team <laughs> again. How, how much teams would this be? Like yeah, but Magic, do you think that he's gonna Thunder, stay with the Pacers. Rockets? His whole career? Hell no. I mean, he didn't I wouldn't say his there. whole. I mean, I mean, it may work out. Like John Wall know. doesn't look bad. If Boogie, yo, they still have Christian. Hear me Christian out, Wood is looking Hear me great. out, though. Like, did Victor Aaron Oladipo Gordon. go through all of this to end up in his career and try to, you know, win, if you will, next to John Wall and Eric Gordon and Boogie Cousins. Like, really? That's that's really what we're thinking for, for Victor Oladipo's future? That's, that's Come fair. On. Come that's on. Fair. No, he, I don't think, bro, it's right, a matter right. of no, time until Victor think, Oladipo starts being win, a drama queen. But I think, I think they embrace him. It's I a matter of time. No, no, no. They'll embrace stuff out of him. Does Victor Oladipo want to be in Houston? Let's be real. Does any superstar want to be in Houston right now? I don't think that's the question. I don't think that's the, you know, the answer is yes. Do no, they, they want to play not. with the, I mean, the players I said? The and then first. that's what I was saying. Or that's what I was going to say. Excuse me. Steven Silas, I'm not taking away from him, but I'm not going to give him anything. And what is that going to do for a guy like Victor Oladipo? There's just the no promise. Harden and Oladipo are not the same player, Harden though. Gone. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I can make the case with Harden gone that the Rockets look more desirable now. Like, with Harden gone, you don't have to worry about going to, like, you don't have to worry about them catering to Harden when you're there. Like, this could be your – if you're good enough, this could be your team, and you can do it a whole lot different than how you than how James Harden did it. Say what – you know, anybody can say what they want. Harden didn't do enough, in my opinion. That's all I got to say. And, and he is – good enough but to what Harden said this team ain't good enough to compete for a championship and it ain't mm. and it goddamn sure ain't this team I, if Harden stayed there I think this is the best team Harden the best Rockets stop team Harden has. It, bro. if he stop stays with John Wall it, if he stays with John Wall and Boogie stop Cousins it's the it. best. Best James Harden. James we saw. James, we I'm, saw I'm, we're we're going to stop it there. Yeah. And I'm going to let that sink in. Yeah. Because. Think we, about what you just said. We know. <laughs> we, yeah. I'm going to let you think about that. Because on the opposite side, same city, Houston, <laughs> we have other problems. We have oh, a shit, Watson, I forgot about this. I forgot yeah, about this show. Yeah, right. We, 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 we were hard <laughs> on that yeah, basketball. Before we came in with the breaking news, 
we were we were on the other side of Houston uh, with Deshaun possibly not being in Houston no more. And if he does move, Houston losing which all the stars. I think all likelihood, <laughs> what I think all likelihood is that he does move. It's going to happen before April because they're going to want all them draft picks. Now the floor they said minimum was three first rounders. That's obvious. Obviously Miami, we have that to offer and more. I'm just saying, but I mean, damn, dude, I'm just going you, you guys, you guys could be in the market for a new quarterback. What's no, what, I, over there? No, 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 no. I think, I think the Colts should trade up and go get Phils. But that's a whole other story. But I think, um, hey, yo, with Deshaun Watson, damn, y'all just gonna give up like y'all just gonna give up on Tua like that? Like I know it's Deshaun Watson, but sheesh. Listen, like I was just hype about him. So it's okay, a, this this is what this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at, and there's a headline. It says, know. "Rockets trade for what? food thrower Kevin Porter Jr." <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, That's crazy. Like I, I said, will we'll, find we'll find out. I will find yeah, out yeah. what food he do. And we bring and we bringing it back to you next episode. But with me, all right. So this is where I'm at, and Julian knows this. Since Clemson days, I've been a fan of Deshaun Watson. I oh, love yeah. Deshaun Watson. Right. So obviously we weren't in no predicament to to get him. Now, mind you, he's only twenty five years old. Two is about twenty one, twenty two. So it's you're not as far as age wise, you're not even really thinking age. You're just thinking off talent. Tua, yes, Tua could be the next Drew Brees, or he could be the next Russell Wilson, or he could be the first Tua. We don't know, but. As a Dolphin fan, if I have the – don't get me wrong. If we stick with Tua and we drafted Devontae Smith, I'm cool with that. I'm not losing no sleep. But if we can get a Deshaun Watson, like I tweeted, I am getting a white Deshaun Johnson – Deshaun Watson Dolphin. <laughs> Deshaun Johnson. That's like a fire receiver. <laughs> yeah, you know, 100 receptions all day. But – yeah, I'm definitely getting that jersey the next day. That's just how I feel because you know what you're getting out of Deshaun Watson. And we've seen Deshaun Watson play his best football day in and day out on a horrible team when he has really nothing to play for. And you even have guys like J.J. Watt saying, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry that we, we wasted a year. We wasted a year of your talent, you trying to win a championship on basically all this nonsense going on. So, I mean, the only maybe way that they could save face if the new GM that is brought in, uh, Nick Kassarian, maybe he can come in and talk to Deshaun. That's really their only saving grace at this point. Otherwise, he's gonna have, it's going to be unattainable. He's, he even said it himself, it was at a 2 and then it went to a 10. And a lot of people are reporting he probably most likely played his last snap. So, I mean... Like I said, he's. They said at least three first round picks. You got teams like Miami's been mentioned. I mean, he mentioned Miami himself. Uh, Jets, obviously, Colts. Now you got 49ers. So you got some teams, but I think that the most interesting thing to this whole deal is one. Like I said, I don't know if Nick Kassarian is enough. So I'm obviously saying that's on the precipice that he is within, without a doubt, getting traded. The interesting thing is, in his deal, he has a no trade clause. Right. So he can, so they can, so if they want to, let's say, try to trade him to a New York and he don't want it, he could say, nope. 
So he does have say in where he goes. So I think that is the most interesting aspect to this deal. Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Watson, at this point in his career, he's just now about to enter his prime. So the fact that we've seen, we've seen, you know, spurts of rookie of the year candidacy before he tore his ACL. And then, you know, we've seen the, you know, the unbelievable playmake, you know, playmaking ability this guy has with an understanding of the game. The thing about Deshaun Watson is that he can be erratic and he can, you know, what he has to work on is, is, you know, the same thing that Josh Allen has that always wanting to extend the play and, and find more and learning when to call it quits. However, his knowledge of the game, his toughness and his ability to make every throw on the field and extend plays is why he is an elite quarterback in this league. And if, if the Dolphins, like, you can't look at the Dolphins and say, you know, it's wrong for them to trade to a, or, you know, you guys are quitting on him already. It's not a matter of quitting on him. It's a matter of, we know what Deshaun Watson is. We know mm-hmm. what Tua can be. That's a big difference. Now, when you I go agree. into this draft thinking, all we have to do is get some weapons and protection for Deshaun versus we need protection, we need weapons, we need a little more. You know, Tua still has to learn. Tua has to get more comfortable. He's a lefty. You throw in all these factors, and it's 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 a different story. It's a different Dolphins team. Not to say that the Dolphins aren't going to be just fine with three first-round picks, you know, Tua Tagovailoa going into a second year. I don't, I don't take that away from him, and I think that he's going to do a phenomenal job if, if, if roles remain the same in Miami. But if you're the Dolphins and you have an opportunity to give up whatever they ask, you do it, and you go and get a quarterback that will change your franchise. The Dolphins have never, never had a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. I say never mm-hmm. due to the mobility factor and the way that he can you know, change the game. Dan Marino is obviously, you know, the greatest quarterback in your history, deservedly so, and it stands still. But if you get Deshaun Watson, he will easily. No, but yeah, no, that's different. He will easily be the best quarterback in franchise history. And Dan Marino never won. You know what I'm saying? Deshaun Watson Mm -hmm. has a big chance with a really good defense in Miami to keep building for the next 10 to 12 to 13 years. Now, granted... Miami's not his only option, you know. Houston, Houston can can kind of, uh, Houston can only do so much, right? Because, like Justin said, mm-hmm. the no trade clause. Deshaun, at the end of the day, has to approve it, so it has Wait. to be a destination he wants. Go ahead. Hold on. I know, I know. You, um, we keep saying Miami, but I feel like yo, do we even know what kind of offense Miami is running? No, no. But yeah, I was about to say, I mean, that is that is the case. We don't. We just don't have an <laughs> offensive coordinator. Here's but in the grand scheme of. Yeah, you get Deshaun Watson, you'll understand what kind of offense needs to be run, at least. But, (laughs) like, you know, like I was saying, he's – Miami's not the only option. You got teams like, you know, New York Jets. Jets. You got teams like – I'll put the Colts name out there. Now, you're going to hear a lot of, you know, they'll never trade quarterback to the same division. It's funny, Washington traded for Donovan McNabb. We didn't think that would happen. I'm not saying that 
You know, it's we, we see it all the time. I'm not saying that it's unheard of. But what I am saying is that anything in this league is possible. We didn't think that DeAndre Hopkins would be an Arizona Cardinal by way of that trade. So, I know Bill O'Brien's gone, but the Texans still pushed it through. And they're still liable to make these type of trades where, at the end of the day, like, again... It's not up to the Texans. It's more up to Deshaun Watson. So if he wants to, you know, I want to go here. Yeah, but this team's not giving us as good of a deal. Well, hey, that's not my problem. They're going to have to do it. It's like the James Harden thing, right? Like, and in the NBA, you kind of, if you're a superstar, you dictate where you want to go. And he put out his list mm -hmm. and that he made it to the team that was on the list. I feel like we're going to see... The exact same thing happened. And and as soon as we start seeing reports, in my opinion, of where Deshaun prefers to go, get ready for that mm -hmm. trade to happen to one of those teams. I agree. I mean, but there is one thing we do know, though. There's it's a cold game. Probably, it's a cold game. Th th yeah, there's probably four teams that we know off the top of our heads that definitely aren't going to trade for the Deshaun Watson. And those four teams are in the championship game playing for a Super Bowl spot yes, this Sunday. We got the Bills playing the we don't know if they're going to be Paddyless Chiefs. And then we got the matchup we've all been waiting for. We're all looking forward to. It's been years in the making. We just didn't know it. We got Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. In an NFC Championship game, in the first NFC Championship game played at home for Aaron Rodgers, <coughs> it's going to be a good one. Hey, we got to, you we're know. Getting, we're getting me feeling, guys. Real quick, rest in peace, Ted Thompson, former GM of the Packers, passed away today at 68. Right. One of the greatest he NFL talent evaluators. He drafted mm -hmm. Woodson. He drafted uh, He drafted uh, Rodgers. He drafted Clay Matthews. Won that, won that ring. Got that ring. You know what I'm saying? So we got to pay the respects there. They're going to play this game for them. You know that. This is going to be one of the most, you know, if you've ever thought Lambeau Field was, was jumping, and this is Corona Lambeau, we're going to see a crowd. As small oh as the crowd goodness. might be, it's going to be such a big crowd. Um, and and, and yeah. that atmosphere at that game, with the first of all, the magnitude of the game, you spoke of it, Brady versus Rodgers. Now, you know, on top, you know, there's a sentimental uh, value in this game where, you know, a former GM of the team and a very important piece of the organization has, has, has left us. So everything being said, I do want to correct you real quick, Justin. You said that it's the we don't know if Patrick Mahomes playing Chiefs. No, it's the ain't no goddamn way in hell unless hell freezes over way Patrick <laughs> Mahomes misses this game, Kansas City Chiefs. Because if, if Patrick Mahomes don't play, if Patrick Mahomes don't play, somebody's getting fired, bro. And it, yeah. that ain't for to happen, bro. Concussion, concussion, yeah, concussion. Get your ass in the game, bro. <laughs> Get your ass. We don't want to see that anything I mean, is possible. No, 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 no. You don't mean anything. That boy finna play. He finna pass all the protocols even if he fails the protocols. Oh, no. That's what we're not going to do. We are we are not going to do anything is possible on the kind of Chad Henney Hell. on this damn podcast. I will tell you that right now. Oh, I love backup quarterback. We're going to pause the broadcast right there. <laughs> Yo, but I love, but, I no, love backup quarterbacks. I think the I think the I think the main attraction obviously this weekend is is the old guys, right? Brady versus 
Aaron Rodgers. We saw Brady versus Breeze. It didn't live up to the hype necessarily, and I think we saw why you know Drew Breeze is retired. Yeah, it's it's it's. He, shout out to Drew Breeze though. And in, in, on Instagram this week, his wife posted a message letting us know you know how tough of a guy he is. We know how tough of a guy he is. He played through you mm-hmm. know cracked ribs, a torn labrum in his shoulder, and we didn't know that he had a torn plantar fascia, which is the injury that kept Goran Dragic yeah. out of a few games in the finals. And, you know, we never saw him on an injury report for, for a foot injury. So you got to give credit to Drew Brees for... Or, or short. I think he's You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Sorry. So, he didn't complain about shit. He didn't bitch about it. He didn't, you know, come out and say, this is why I'm playing this way. He just said he wasn't playing good enough. So, I respect it. And, and you know, I wish him well in his retirement. But right now... These two guys right now, they're, they're they're still playing, and they got another couple years left. And what and one of them's been an MVP this year? Yes, and he is the MVP. And one of them started off as the Drew Brees of the year, Tom Brady. And we were looking so, like, yo, Tom Brady can't throw the ball twenty yards downfield. But guess what happened? Yeah, it started clicking. Antonio Brown happened. Antonio Brown joined the team. They rose above the noise. The Bruce Arians criticism all fueled them. Let's Byron get it. Left, which... Let's get it. It sounded like it sounded like you got the pack, uh, the Buccaneers winning. Nah, man. Listen, I think the Bucks are are gonna give the Packers, you know, the best shot out of the NFC. And the Bucks, the Bucks could be the hottest. That's a it's a tough argument. I feel like the Bucks could be the hottest team in the NFC right now, but the Packers are the best team in the NFC, and it's by far. And I got my money on the Packers. Nobody can cover Devontae Adams as we saw. Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey can't even do it. I don't see how. Yeah, I mean, oof. I don't see how yeah, you stop this team. And we saw last week Aaron Rodgers overthrew a touchdown. Alan Lazard dropped one. Uh, Valdez Scantlin dropped one. Like, there were so many missed plays, and they still came out victorious in that game. Imagine if they make all the plays that they, you know. Yes, a number one ranked defense. He dropped 32. And June called, I think he called 35 last year. I thought he said it was going to be 35 yeah, points. But they dropped 32 on a number one ranked defense. Yeah. Is it safe to say that the uh, the Buccaneers' defense, their corners, aren't really that Yo, hear me out, dog. Hear me out, dog. My boy Adrian, shout out to Adrian. He All he was saying last when you was at the crib, James, uh, Tampa Bay don't got no corners. Tampa Bay don't got no corners. Tampa Bay don't got no corners. Now, they don't got corners that – Everybody might know. And they don't have the best corners in the business. But I think Carlton Davis, Javante Dean, the back the, the, the safety Antoine Winfield rookie, I think they're doing a pretty Junior. damn good job in holding their own. Now, Tampa Bay's defense is known for their front, their pass rush and the run defense. Mm-hmm. They picked off I know it's Drew Brees, and I know it's his last game, and I know all this. They picked him off three times last week, and they were able to show we're no pushovers. They picked off the same Aaron Rodgers this year two times, took one back to the crib, and beat the Packers in early season. I'm not going to go and talk down on the corners because I feel like they've done enough of their job to show – this is not why they're going to lose the game. I think Aaron Rodgers is just, you know, way better and and can outmatch them, but I don't think that, you know, the corners are the reason like, you know, they're going to be the downfall of the game. I don't want to go for there. But I see the argument that could be made there. 
So, yeah, so what's the X? So what's the X factor, the X factor? for each team? Hey, listen. Hey, real quick, Justin. This one might be new. And 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 this one comes with experience. Let's see if you get where I'm going here. This one comes with experience. He's been a lot he's been in a lot of AFC championship games. And his name is Robert oh. Gronkowski. This guy, <laughs> this guy here understands the magnitude. He can play in the cold weather. He's as tough as nails. He has the best chemistry with Tom Brady on that team. Tom Brady's going to be, at the most, a little uncomfortable in this game. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. If he can find that blanket, that ever-so-trusted 6'7", 6'8", 270-pound frame, in the cold. Listen, man. I, I mean, if Robert Gronkowski has a good game, how do you beat them? How do you beat them? We haven't even heard of Robert Gronkowski, and this has been one of the hottest teams coming out the NFC. If Robert Gronkowski can go and leave his mark and, and, and have a great red zone game and, and attack vertically, I mean, Savage and Amos are great safeties this year. I'll give it to him. But it's at mm-hmm. the end of the day, bro, like I said, this comes with experience, bro. Playing in championship games... Playing late in January, there's a different there's a different you know mindset you got to have, and not everybody has it. I know that on the offensive side of the ball, there's a lot of experience in Green Bay, mm-hmm. but on that defense, not a lot of them boys been here. And I'm not saying that they, I, I still think Green Bay is going to win the game. I do, I do. Is it going to be a close game? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, I think they're going to wire. I think Yo, Gronk scores Sue two touchdowns. Not be on that cheat and shit either. Yo, Ooh. Sue better not be on that uh, on that targeting shit either. Better not. He better not yeah. be stepping on my man Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Sue. He's not with that shit. Nah. I think Sue's grown up. Nah. I think Sue's grown up. Yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely been humble. But as far as X factor, I think for Tampa Bay Bucks, I think it's got to be the front set, the front seven, like you mentioned. Yeah. Because that's really what separates them. From Green Bay. Now, granted, like we said, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league. They have the best offense with arguably the best wide receiver and the best quarterback. But so you're going to have to try to offset that with your front seven. And we know that they can bring pressure all day and they can do it effectively. And you have a stud tandem at linebacker with David and White. So I think that's going to be really your your go-to to to try to make them uncomfortable and you know how they're going to try to beat you but on the opposite side if you're the Packers I think your run game needs to be your x-factor last week when they played the number one ranked defense they had I think it was 30 they were literally balanced they had 36 rushes and 36 passes so I think they're gonna have to do a lot more of that and because Aaron Rodgers is obviously what got you to the dance and he's gonna have to get you to the Super Bowl so what you do with that is Help him. We always say run game, and you know I've I've seen it all year with Tua. You need a run game, and Aaron Jones, and even uh, they have. They, I mean, they've been running back by committee. Yeah, Jamal Williams Aaron and Jones, Corey Dillon. Yeah, Jamal Williams is you know Corey Dillon as of late, but Jamal Williams has shown that he's still valuable to that team. Right. And then you know obviously you got Aaron Jones who, who kind of leads the the attack there. So I think if you if you can mix it up and have that kind of balance, then. It's it's really gonna offset, I believe, that front seven because they're not gonna know you pass in, you rushing because then because then you got the run, you got the pass, and then you got the play action. So if you can keep 
uh, an aggressive front seven guessing, then that's what's going to make it hard. But at the same time, if that front seven can guess it, be like, all right, this is what this is, you know, what their tendency in this situation, or if they can, you know, manage to get to Aaron Rodgers, that's going to dictate the game for I think both teams. But then now you have the other matchup, and we're obviously we're going to assume. Like Julian said, they don't that Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is playing. I, I bet I put, I put my fucking weekly wager on that, man. Oh, James, how much you put in that that Patty play? That boy say he said he signed it with blood. Yeah, I put my life <laughs> on it. He's gonna be there. Chill, James. Chill, James. Ain't gonna let, we, ain't, we ain't playing like that. No James, we ain't playing yeah, like that, bro. Let... We talking about money, bro. <laughs> we ain't, we ain't, we ain't selling. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't doing all that. <laughs> I put my soul on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chill, chill, chill. You better be talking to God, <laughs> fam. That's all I know. Don't play it, and I'd be like, oh shit. But no, nah, man, there's no way Chad Henne comes in. Chad, Chad, Chad Henne's going to be the one knocking on your door. Yeah. With, with a, oh, God, now I almost broke my computer. He, Chad Henne going to have the Reaper <laughs> the Reaper knife on him. James. He's going to have to go to the – he's going to have to go to find you because he's going to knock on your room door. You're not going to be there. You're going to be in the room you're in right now. So you might luck out. I would be. If Chad Henne. I would be mad. I'm Wait, like, Yo, James, bro, you fucking suck. Just James, let me phone. ask you this. Just yes or no. Are you at your house? No. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 right. There you have it. There you have it. I think, I, I think the one needs some luck is uh is the Bills if Patrick Mahomes plays. And like I said, we are assuming that Patrick Mahomes plays. Hey, listen, I'm I I was talking to one of my friends. I think it's gonna be a shootout. Yeah, that I was talking to one of my friends out. with Combi about this and, and he's a really good football mind. You guys will meet him. Oh, you guys met him. You guys know Combi. We played ball with him that one time. Big kid with the long hair. Shout out okay, to him. Yeah. Last Saturday. You know what I'm talking about? Um, yep. Yep. This guy knows his football. He knows his shit. Look. The Bill. We were talking about this. If the Bill. We were talking about this in hopes that the Bills could play the, the Chiefs before the Colts would have to. Obviously, the Colts. You know, I ain't get that chance, and we didn't win the division, so the scenario didn't work out like we wanted. However, we mentioned that the Bills-Chiefs will be a really good game. It's going to be a close one, and I think that the Bills' defense, if they're able to get the turnovers that Patrick Mahomes is going to, how do I how do I word it? Patrick Mahomes lets you make plays. You got to make them though. Right, if you're on defense, if you're an opposing defense, Patrick Mahomes, there's days and 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 there's days where he's perfect and and you know there's no touching him, but there's days where the defense just don't make the plays that could have been made, and if he does that against this Bills team, the Bills offense has more than enough to keep up with the Chiefs, and the Chiefs defense, which granted, they played a really good game last week against the Browns. You know, Tyron Matthew showing why he's one of the best safeties in the league. Chris but, Jones putting pressure on that area. But this Bills offense, we saw it last. We didn't see it, you know, versus the Ravens, which was a little concerning, I'll say. But we saw it against the Colts. Uh, and we saw it for the last seven weeks, eight weeks of the regular season, right? So one hiccup, mm-hmm. you know, which granted it was against a good Ravens defense, um, I didn't think it would be a three 
three three game at half or whatever it was. But that's football, right? I mean, not every game you're going to go and score 30. But what the Bills yeah. are doing is finding ways to win. They did it against the Colts when the Colts outplayed them. They scored enough to win, but they didn't outplay the Colts. However, they made the plays necessary to win the game. They did the same thing against uh, the Ravens. They just have to do the same thing against the Chiefs because the Chiefs aren't going to give you the game. The Chiefs aren't going to shoot themselves in the foot two times. You know what I'm saying? The Bills are going to have to make every play take advantage of every opportunity. Josh Allen's going to have to go again another week turnover list. And those are big key factors in why I think the Chiefs do prevail. And 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 I don't know that the Bills are going to make every play they have. And and not to say their fire is running out or anything like that. But we've said this all along, guys. Like let's let's not be oblivious to the fact that the Chiefs have the Lombardi Trophy with their name written on it. And it's Aaron Rodgers' mm-hmm. job to erase it and take it away, right? I think if I, I think if the Chiefs if the Chiefs slow the game down, <laughs> this shit might be a blowout. <laughs> like they're gonna fuck, the, yeah, they're gonna fuck the uh, Bills up, man. Like if they slow that shit down, keep Josh Allen off the field, they got a good chance. The thing is though, they score so fast, man. They, these dudes are six play drive, <laughs> four play drive. They can yeah. get up and down the field so fast. But I also think yeah, Andy Reid has the has the play call ability, and him and the enemy. To like, they can put together a drive if they right, want to. Right, Let's right. be for real, sure, for sure. And we got to shout out, we got to oh. shout out Andy Reid for having the biggest balls last week and going for oh, fourth and one goodness. in the AFC divisional game to send your hey. team to the what, what a play call with too. a backup quarterback. I mean, goddamn though, like, come on, Cleveland, did you did you really think one? Okay, oh, you I might know. not have thought I they know. were gonna hike it. It's not fair, but hey. But did you really think they were going anywhere but Tyreek Hill? <laughs> like, yeah. like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that. Y'all playing six yards off the line of scrimmage on them, man. It's fourth and one, bro. Like, if we in Madden, we going to laugh at that. Oh, pff, all right. You feel, that's one of those, bro. Backup <laughs> yeah. quarterback yeah. or not. Come on. Le'Veon Bell could have threw that ball to him, dog. Like and and you no, got to be he, very. He you have up. to give a lot of credit to the Browns and Kevin Stefanski and his staff and what they accomplished mm-hmm. this year. Baker Mayfield, as of late, was playing exceptional. Like you got to give that credit. Nick Chubb down the stretch running that ball and they did what they needed to do. Granted, I think you know the NFL. There was a place where we're gonna find this every playoff where the NFL cheats a team out of an opportunity. They were this close, but fam, helmet so to helmet, close. right? The NCAA got it right, calling that targeting. And mm-hmm. what I like about the targeting yeah. thing, nobody likes a targeting call in the, in, in the NCAA. I like it for a few reasons. One reason is for player safety, and I'm all for player safety. I know that the game has softened up, and I was a big fan of the game in 2003 when Ray Lewis was, you know, lighting dudes up across the middle. However, you know, these guys do got to go home to their wife um, and, and show the same respect that they do to their mother. So, like, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to have these dudes become, you know, robotic and, and psycho. So I, I like the targeting rule. And then for the second fact that you can throw the flag, call it, and then review it, pick it up. If it's right, 
leave it. If it's not, make the adjustment. That would have gave the Browns an opportunity to have the ball at the one-yard line with a chance to pound it in with Nick Chubb. I mean, come on, bro. Yes, it was a fumble and a touchback, but let's be real. Helmet to helmet, like, did you expect him, you know, like you guys call this every other time. So if they would have called helmet to helmet, now let's go take a look. Okay, confirmed. That ball's on the one-yard line. And I think the NFL needs to look at this in the offseason as a rule change and just tweak it, you know? Like, look at the NCAA. Yeah. They have the ability to yeah. review a helmet-to-helmet 15-yard penalty. And that was, in result, the game. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, I don't agree with the, 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 the aspect of the rule where the player gets ejected because sometimes – right. It can't it, like it can't happen, but most of the time it's also bang bang. So it's not always that he's intending to do it. Sometimes you could tell, but I feel like you could at least you know have it be, count as an like for the NFL purposes, you have it count as a uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. Right, you get if, two. you know because obviously if you get two, then you're ejected. So I think that should definitely count as unsportsmanlike conduct and go towards if you get an inevitable ejection. But I don't think that alone by itself should most be enough to eject you. I agree. But I think the Chiefs are, like I said, Patrick Mahomes playing. Chiefs are winning. Simple as that because we've had Chiefs as the Super Bowl favorites because they have Patrick Mahomes. And I think that the Bills will do enough to keep it close in the first half. But I think once once we come out in the third quarter, Andy Reid's going to start figuring out. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is going to start figuring out. And then they're just going to start drawing Let separation. Me ask you this. Sorry to cut mm-hmm. you off there, by the way. I apologize. I thought you were done. No, um, go ahead. If Andy Reid goes and wins a Super Bowl this year, is he one of the greatest coaches of all time? Oh, one of them. Man. I mean, one of them. I mean, the only yeah. other Super yeah. Bowl he went to, he lost, was versus Tom Brady, and it was a one possession game. Yeah, and his no, star player T.O. was on a torn, torn, whatever it was. His knee was blown. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, yeah, yeah. He can't. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, I think it was a 20 ACL. I think he came back on off a of 20 ACL. So I'm just saying, you know, I'm Andy Reid deserves Andy. his flowers right now. Um, you know what he's done. Here's the thing: we're gonna have if the Chiefs. This is if the Chiefs win. I'm gonna just go out and I, I predicted the Chiefs much like y'all did to win the Super Bowl. It's not mm-hmm. that hard of a prediction to make at the beginning of the year. But if we have Patrick Mahomes, we're gonna have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, two-time Super Bowl champion, most likely two-time Super Bowl MVP, uh, MVP of the league, and he will win another one in the next year or two. Like, when have we ever seen somebody so decorated, so so quick so into their career? Yeah. Like, it's it's literally, yeah, it's, in, it's like, crazy. we've never seen something like this. And he will wash Brady at this level. And not to say that, you know, he's going to be uh, you know, the Chiefs are going to have this firepower of an offense um, as far as talent. But I believe that if Andy Reid stays in the organization for the rest of his career, whether it's at the head coaching job or, you know, whether it's a player evaluation, things like that, I think the Chiefs are so well, well set. Yeah, like that. They're going to know what Patrick Mahomes needs. They This guy might not be Tyreek Hill. But he's a Tyreek Hill type guy, and then from there, I think Mahomes elevates their game in a sense. So I know that it, they have the blueprint for what wins with Patrick Mahomes, and as long as they keep mm-hmm. drafting that and keep developing that, there's no reason why they shouldn't be the new New England Patriots. 
it, it's it's very much it's very much looking like that. It's the defense and, that has to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Big fact. That'll yeah, take that, them, yeah, you know, in the long yeah. run. Yeah, exactly. And especially, especially, you mean you got Patrick Mahomes tied up for the long term. You got Travis Kelsey tied up for the long term. Tyreek Hill, you just drafted <laughs> Clyde Edwardy Lair, who's who's balling. Uh, I don't, I don't think they keep Le'Veon, but like I said, you still got another running back, and then you have for, for, forget Damian Williams, who opted out for COVID. So Damian Williams, assuming would come back for next season. Wow. So there, you, there you have you got Damian Williams and Clyde Edwards Lair. And who knows? Like I said, we got we got rosters turning over all the time, but it's looking like we all got Packers and uh, Chiefs for the Super Bowl. Which if we get that Super Bowl, damn it! As football fans, we deserve it. We deserve it. We deserve it. It's the matchup we uh, want to see. It's the matchup we need to see. It's the it's the it's it's so perfect. It's you got the like you said, you got the new up and coming just superstar and gets his big contract first ever yep. to get a contract like that just playing out of his mind but you still got the goat the other goat Aaron Rodgers just still back there having play at 37 having an MVP season yes, and we all know the storylines I said it last week Jordan Love Matt LaFleur we know all that hey but but I do but I do think we got to give a little more credit to the Matt LaFleur of the world because I, I agree. mean, I look agree. at look at what he's done in the first two years. You know, listen, Aaron Rodgers had and is he championship back to back now? The same roster, you know, two years ago, basically, and this team yeah. was nowhere near where they are this year, and even toward the end of last year. So, like, it, it's definitely real what Lafleur brings to the to the table, and and. We'll give it another. We'll give it another year. We'll give it another year to to show that you know Aaron Rodgers is still capable of playing at this level. And when he does, and Lafleur is is you know giving it what he got, that he is a you know top that guy, top two, top three coach in the league. I agree, but we'll we'll wait and see what happens there. I know we'll definitely be glued to our TVs. We got some interesting MLB news. So this, this a, is na- na- <laughs> yeah, nasty, nasty, nasty man update. I'm gonna say nasty man update. Nasty J. You know what? Since James, I know James loves the headlines like this. I'm, I'm gonna let James carry it away. Go ahead, James. T- tell people what oh. uh, Mr. Jared Porter has been up to. Uh, yeah, Jared Porter was recently fired for uh, showing his stuff to reporters, kind of harassing folks. You know what I'm saying? Well, not even folks. He was basically caught up in uh, harassing a journalist. Come to find out, he's been harassing her since, you know, forever. Shows here 2016, basically. Man, super, uh, super nasty. Nasty nigga update. Uh, um <laughs> Nah, yeah, look. he's pretty nice. He's been going on since 2016. Uh, they fired him Tuesday morning. He sent over 60 messages <coughs> to the reporter. Goddamn. Some of that being uh, him showing his private parts. You know, um, then he tried denying it, saying that the more explicit ones aren't him. Yeah. I, I don't know who else he it said would stock, have been. Stock photos. <laughs> stock photos. I mean, 
I mean, yeah, basically what he, yeah, stock photos. Google basically big dick pic. Listen, listen. Oh, that's 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 trash. I would just said it's me. I don't want. I don't like his Google searches. Hey, look. Yeah, he need to clear his Google searches for real. What's What's crazy about all this? I mean, it's all crazy because you know you look at it in the light of like, if this woman was your mother, your sister, your daughter. Like, mm-hmm. come on, bro. That 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 should give you the attempt to like really, really go, you know, seek after this guy. But what's what's interesting about this story is that this reporter is foreign. She's not from the country, so she didn't have the proper uh, ways or means, knowledge, to be able to, you know, really. Re- relay her message in what she feels toward this guy because if you look at some of the messaging it seems as if she is kind of for it and you know doesn't have an issue with it now even if she acted as she did we have to defend the woman in the case because the woman is always gonna either go with the flow or not say something for the sake of their career, for the sake of their safety and concern. So you have to give them the benefit of that doubt. And you can tell by reading the story that Mina Kimes and Jeff Passan put on ESPN, you know, this was not her accepting, you know, what he was doing. And the amount, I mean, you would think that he was her man of four years, the way that he was sending repetitive texts. And then when it got to the point yeah. in the story where he's like, he, he sends a picture of his location at Dodger Stadium, and he's like, hey, I think I just saw you. Where you at? That's like, all right, she really might be scared of this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now. I mean, yeah, she even said that she, you know went and kind of hit away because she was scared of of seeing him. So it's like, it's like you really put this woman in a bind between, you know, saving her career and doing what's right, getting a weight lifted off her shoulder. And for anybody in this world, you know, I'll say this for anybody in this world, that's comfortable with making others, especially women uncomfortable there's a special place in hell for you. Like, I think so. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause mm-hmm. I'm, I, I got a mother and two sisters. I know Justin has, you know, uh, a grandmother and, and a sister figure in his life. And James has a mother and a sister who, who play a big part yeah, in his life. Yeah. Like we all come from that, bro. Like we don't look at women as an object. And I know y'all personally, you know what I'm saying? We don't look at women as object. We don't look at women as, you know, a, a thing. We look at them as some of the most important people in our life and uh, a gender who should be treated as equal as anybody. So putting it like that, I think that I'm extremely proud of the Mets for stepping up and, and taking the initiative Agreed. to say there's Agreed. no excuses. Yeah. And facts, I don't care facts. because if we're going to talk about the GM, Jared Porter, this guy is a success story. Like this guy understands how to work a front office. He understands how to win at a high level in baseball. And he understands the baseball. Period. He just went and signed Francisco Lindor for the highest arbitration deal this summer, uh, th- this past fall. Like, the Mets are on the up. But now that the Mets are on the uppity-up, there's no space for excuse. There's no space for eh, pits, none of that. You got to go and you got to get rid of all the bad energy, all the bad, you know, 
uh, light. This is New York. We cannot have this. And the Mets did the right yeah. thing. I mean, this is this is disgusting from this guy. You know, like you really. So, who first of all, bro? Who sends? You know, who's who? Who's gonna send a meat pick multiple times when she never said it was nice? Like she didn't yeah, even she, compliment I, your shit, fam. <laughs> and you sent another one. She, I'd be insecure about it if she that, ain't um, say nothing, bro. She said she said that she stopped replying to him and like he just bro he was kept going kept going kept going. But do you think um do you think this is this ends his baseball career? Or do you I think would hope so. Somewhere else? I would hope so. To me, I think that there's just no room for this type of behavior in the sport. Like you showed your true colors, and to be honest, you had it good, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like you had it good, and we can't just we can't just. Let it be, you know, he learned his lesson, he'll come back. You know why? Because this happened in 2016, fam, and he played through the lie for four years. You know what I'm saying? So, like, how good of a person and Mm -hmm. honest of a person is he? And now, will I say he'll never get a job in baseball again? I won't say that because I know how people look at things differently, but it's gonna be should, time. should he ever be a general manager for a French? No, I don't think he, was, he should be in baseball at all. But I'm saying, I know people look at things differently, but should he be a general manager of a franchise ever? I don't think people are going to look at him in that light. I don't know, you know? No, I, mean, I agree. Yeah, I feel, I feel that as well. But, I mean, baseball has been known to do some very for sure. stupid and for corrupt sure. things. For you sure. feel me? That's so I true. think, uh, I say probably in like the next... Next couple of years, he'll probably pop up and yeah. kind of like I mean, look his at, way back up you, there. I don't want to compare cheating to, you know, sexual harassment. It's total two different yeah. worlds. Yeah, One yeah, is, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, true, true, true. but in the sense of doing things the right way or having integrity as a man, you know, treating the game with respect, those type of things, that all, you know, you can fall into the category of look at, you know, Astros general manager and how you know he found he found another job and like i said i don't want to compare cheating to sex harassment but it's more so the disrespect of the game of baseball can be undone by some but i won't front baseball is known for doing some like outlandish shit like they handle shit wrong yeah. like even with the covid shit like they like they're known for handling yeah. shit the wrong way so i'm not like that's why i say kudos to the mets for like doing what they had to for do sure. as far as like firing him but as far as like baseball as a whole, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like they do, they they handle shit awful. Yeah, and I I think Julian definitely speaks on behalf of all of us here at the ATS podcast. Um, and he worded it perfectly. And I will say also, like you said, I applaud the Mets and also the Chicago Cubs, who once they found out, they said they will do also do the federal investigation since it's happened under their watch. Uh, yeah. Um, back in like you said, back in 2016. Before we get out of here, we do have a massive, massive UFC fight this weekend, the 23rd. It's my guy, Connor, fighting Poirier for the second time. They fought, first time they fought six years ago. Connor beat him in 90 seconds. You got two different fighters. It's been six years. And. That fight was at that fight was at one forty five. Another fight now one fifty five. They grew up. I know. I can't wait. Yeah, they they definitely <laughs> grew up and to- totally different fighters. I think it's. I think it's gonna. I mean, it's the main event, so it's gonna go five rounds. I think it'll go all five rounds. I know these guys 
everybody knows the kind of striker that McGregor is. McGregor is one of, if not the best striker I've ever seen, along with Max Holloway in the UFC. Dustin Poirier is a great boxer. He can mix it up. He throws in some ground here and there. Connor has great takedown defense. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. So as far as from Connor's side, Connor, as always, seems to be just in the best shape possible. <laughs> he looks great. Uh, the training he's put in has been amazing. He's taking it serious. He's really recommitted. And it's crazy that this is only going to be, I believe, his third fight at 155. So he's still, in a way, new to division. A lot of his success was at 145. We've seen him have some bouts at 170. But as far as UFC, this is only the third time we're seeing him at 155. So he had to kind of, you know, readjust where you have Dustin Poirier, who, ironically enough, the last time he fought at 145 was when he lost to Connor the first time. And then after that, through here trains with American Top Team, who is down uh, here in Coconut Creek, Florida. He's a great friends with Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal says, hey, I think he'd be really good at 155. Makes a jump up to 155. We've seen him beat Max Holloway for the inter-155 belt. He has finishes against uh, wait, Dan Hooker, which wait. that came off of a surgery. Wait, if I can't cut you off, was that Max Holloway fight the questionable fight where Max Holloway won but didn't get the win? No, that okay. was against uh, Velocity. Okay. No, the one the fight against Dustin Poirier was for the, inter, the interim 155 belt. So Holloway was, at the time, the 145 champion. He decided to take the fight to get the interim 155 belt, which would have made him the second uh, or the third to hold two belts in the same weight class. Um, but, yeah, so, that yeah, that was that was the different fight. That was for, yeah, like I said, that was for the 155 belt. And then Dustin ended up fighting Habib, and we all know Habib is arguably the best in the world. And then now you got Connor, who is – like I said, one of the best strikers, and he's majority a counterpuncher. So it's going to be interesting because that dynamic is always interesting when you have a counterpuncher, especially one as dynamic as Connor. Dustin's going to probably try to apply the pressure early. I don't think he's going to really want to just sit there and, and wait back. I think he's definitely going to be aware of the counterpunching, but you just don't want to but you don't want to just let a dude like that, like Connor, really pick his shots and just kind of, you know, wait around. Right. So I expect him to to try to be more aggressive, but also cautious. Like he's going to try to come at him, but he's going to know when to do it. Like he's not just going to sit back and just wait for Connor the whole time. So I think it's going to be interesting back and forth, especially when you have two dudes that, let's face it, they just want to stand up. They want to throw punches. Yep. So I don't see, I don't see, takedowns being too much of a worry. Because like I said, Poirier can do it. He does mix it up. But I just don't see it because he doesn't do it effectively enough to throw it in there against Connor. And Connor, you know, obviously if you want to if you if your bread and butter is your your punches and your strike game, you want to be on your feet as much as possible. So you have guys like that who train to obviously have a great takedown defense. So I don't think Dustin's gonna really throw it in enough to really do anything. If anything, he'll just score Connor points. I think these dudes are going to look to throw hands. I'm looking forward to go all five rounds. I can't wait. It's going to be a, Connor's it's gonna be an early fight, right? Early fight? Is it? It's an early fight, I think. Oh, man. No, it's, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's a 10 p.m. fight. 10 p.m. fight. So it is the 
the yeah, so it is the the usual Saturday night fight. Thankfully. All right, all right, all right. That's what's up, man. I'm 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 excited. I'm looking forward to it. I just want to see an exciting fight. You know, this is gonna be Connor's first fight. When was his last fight, man? He he ain't fighting a minute. His last fight. His last fight was, was KG, uh, right? January of 2020. Ver- no, his last fight was January of 2020 versus um, Cowboy Cerrone when he beat him inside of – he beat him yeah. in the first round. Yeah. And, like, I forgot how many seconds it was, but it was definitely under a minute. Right, right, right. So, you know, I'm excited, man. I mean, you got a guy in Conor McGregor who's, you know, the, the he was one, at one time the life of UFC and the, the heartbeat. Um, and he still has that flair. Dustin Poirier, well-respected fighter tough guy these both these are both tough guys i love when you get to see tough guys and i love when tough guys throw hands right um mm-hmm. we got two of those right here we saw holloway's fight last last week and that was exciting we shout out to max holloway and oh for my the hands he threw goodness. but uh, that's my guy he had a, <laughs> that's my quick, guy my man had a record-breaking ufc performance landing I, I think he landed over like 450 punches Jesus, he was, he was throwing him. Other dude, oh my god! Other dude looked like it. Other dude looked like he got four hundred punches landed on Before, yeah. Besides Connor Holloway. Hey, before oh, we get out of here, I, I just seen a headline. It says Dana White targets illegal streaming suspect before UFC two fifty seven, working on I seen working that. with the feds on a bust. So he's trying to get this man out of the game right here. He's trying to ruin a few homies Saturday nights by not letting them stream the fight, trying to, you know, bust this dude with the feds. I'm not for that. He'll I, never I think, catch us. I don't think Dana White <laughs> should be worried about all that. I think you got too much money for all that, fam. But look, do what you got to do, bro. He'll never catch us. He's riding dirty around here. So hey, us is a lot of people, out. if anybody's <laughs> listening. <laughs> I pay for all my fights as far as I'm concerned. I am subscribed, subscribed to ESPN Plus, actually. Right, I have right, a package with right. ESPN Plus, Hulu, and Disney Plus. Yeah, so what y'all saying? So I, I, yeah. <laughs> no, Dana, we take your up, shit bro. and we having fun with everybody. Yeah, fuck you, Dana White. <laughs> Straight up. I hope you never oh, sponsor uh, us, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't say goes, nothing like that. There goes the UFC back. He's like, Mr. Dana, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Dana, I did not say a single word. Yeah, well, you're with us, homie. But you know what? My shout-out, shit, my shout-out's going to be to Connor coming back. Shout-out to making the return. I can't wait. He said he's going to knock out Dustin within <laughs> about 60 seconds. And if he does that, oof. Oof. Oh, that's embarrassing. I, I'm, I'm telling you guys right now, if I don't see... McGregor for Sabib two, I will be unsatisfied as a UFC fighter. He said, hey, "Yo, he said that he's scared to fight him. He said like, he was running from me, man." <laughs> but uh, my shout out, yo, man, shout outs to the boy Mac Miller, whose birthday was just recently. Oh yeah, and sh- shout out to you, Justin. Yo, your birthday Saturday. Hey man, look, fight. bro, James, I'm 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 gonna come clean, no, dog. Not, Hold not, up, that's Saturday. It's it's next Friday, so we 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 got ne- we got next Thursday to to shout that. I'm gonna come clean though. It. I'm gonna come clean though, bro. I don't know how James always gets multiple shout outs every week. Like, oh like, no, I stuck to one. 
right. No, I'm, I'm watching you, bro. I'm watching you, bro. Yeah, I'm watching you, bro. Like, I ain't even. We snuck in a second shot. I'm spreading the love, bro. We ain't giving it out like that. Rogers and Lamar. Yeah. Y'all count it, though? Don't shout out. Everybody knows the rules. Everybody knows the rules, bro. He's like Portnoy for real. One bite. One bite. Everybody, everybody was hitting me. It was just like, yo, I need the shutout. I was just like, oh, man, I got you. I don't know if I can you. Know, I, you, you know there. these dudes be tripping. <laughs> you know, I be trying to get three. But look, man, I'm going to shout out the baby goat. Ah, shout out Tyler Hero turning 21 years old. My boy could drink now. He, he, he can drink look, now. He going to be a grown man giving buckets now on y'all little boys, man. Look, my boy, my boy out here giving buckets this year. He had cake. At a restaurant, I'm sure he finished off with some cakes at the crib. You already know. Ooh. My boy Hero finna give us some buckets next time he plays. We got the Nets on Saturday. Kyrie, I'm excited to see him match up against him. Let's get it. I hope Jimmy's playing because for the love of God, I don't want to see that game if Jimmy not playing. But if he is, we tuned in, baby. They won. Just like that, we out. Yeah.